0: Hello and welcome to the Sound of History podcast. My name is Nick.
1: My name is Mika. And
0: this is a music history podcast where I try and teach music history to my wife.
1: I am caring about it minutely more each time. Good word. Thanks. I like that. Thanks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, anything you want to like plug? Don't get sick. Wash your hands, people. Oh
1: my gosh. We will not be able to handle it if more people get sick. I already know our hospital is not seeing the brunt of it, and it's, whew, it's no good.
0: For those of you who don't know, Mika's a nurse, so she works at a hospital.
1: Yeah, I'm really tired of hearing (laughs) about COVID.
0: She doesn't just hang out at a hospital.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I just really want to get the virus, (laughs) y'all. It's it's just a great time. Yeah,
0: so wash your hands. Don't be touching people. Be healthy. Anything else you want to plug?
1: Isolate if you can. And while we're all isolating, um, I just found this um, Instagram. It's Treehouse. Um, They are a monthly music and art pop-up event in Los Angeles. And they started this thing called Quarantine Concert. And I love it. So I'm following them. I found it because um, Nick of Walk the Moon did, like, a a little mini song. And then he, like, tagged... Griswolds and I like them both and so I just started digging in there and it's just I'm excited about this I think it's cute it's a lot of artists just doing little little songs on on the instagrams cool it's cute (laughs) all
0: right anything else you want to plug or just that
1: I think just that all
0: right (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna plug our social media again because I haven't done that in a while do it. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash soundofhistory with an underscore, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash soundofhistory.
1: There might be cute pictures of cats.
0: Oh, there are definitely cute pictures of that's cats. That's all we post. Yes. <laughs> we did just hit 100 followers on Twitter, so that's Thanks, fun. Thanks, guys.
1: Yeah. I can't believe you all all like us and wanna <laughs> want to listen to the things that we say. That's crazy. <laughs>
0: yeah. So that's cool. So keep up with us there. We'll be sharing stuff with people. Uh, sharing stuff that we like from other people, mostly. Okay, well.
1: On to business. Yeah, I
0: think that's all taken care of. Yeah. So, do you remember what we talked about last episode? I'm not even going to give you a hint. I'm just going to see if you actually can remember it. Oh, man. <laughs> if you can't even remember the topic, then we have some Hold serious on. issues.
1: I can't remember whether or not we started with blues or jazz, but I think it was blues. We talked about the blues.
0: Yes. We talked about the blues. Do you remember anything about it? Remember anything we talked about?
1: I remember that it wasn't as sad and bluesy overall. Okay. Um,
0: do you remember any of the people?
1: No. Why do <laughs> no. Why do you always have to do that?
0: I'm, I'm not even looking for names here. I'm just looking for oh. like little tidbits about anyone.
1: Um, There were some women and they did great. It's true. I Mamie the woman.
0: Mamie Smith was one. Mo Ma Rainey was Ma another Rainey.
1: one. Dang it, Ma Mo, <laughs> Smith. me Ma Mo, Mo Mo.
0: Do you remember Lead Belly? Because he had a fun story.
1: Oh, buddy.
0: And your good friend Blind Lemon Jefferson. Blind Lemon Jefferson. And baby seals.
1: Honestly, if I didn't remember any of the names from that episode, I will never remember names this whole time.
0: Well, at the end of the last episode, you forgot Blind Lemon Jefferson's first name. <laughs> you <laughs> called <was> him Lemon <laughs> Jefferson, <laughs> and you're like, I can't remember his first name, and it was just blind.
1: <laughs> wow, why am I so dumb? <laughs> you're not
0: dumb, you just don't have a mind for names.
1: I have a really bad memory.
0: All right, well, this week, we're focusing in on one early blues musician who I oh, love. You love this guy. Yes, I think his story is so fun, and I think you're going to enjoy this one. Okay, I'm cool. excited about it. He's one of the most legendary and influential people in blues, even though he like wasn't at the time. But since he has become that, and that'll make more sense at the end of the episode. I debated making this episode about W. C. Handy, since you know he's the guy who like discovered the blues and brought it to the wider world. But just honestly, his story isn't as fun, so I wanted to focus in on a more fun story. I also debated making it about Lead Belly, since Lead Belly's story is just wild,
1: really crazy. Yes. Y'all are going to want to listen to that last one if you didn't listen to it.
0: But I don't think Lead Belly quite like encaptures what blues is. No, he's just psycho. Yeah. <laughs> quite like Robert Johnson does. Because Robert Johnson is who we're talking about this episode. And mm-hmm. his story just like kind of. is it's just encapsulates what the blues means and what it is.
1: So he's sad but hopeful.
0: Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you talk to a lot of like the most famous rock and roll artists, particularly guitarists, and ask them uh, who their biggest influences were when they were first starting out on guitar. Most of them probably would say Robert Johnson is in the top 5 somewhere. Uh, despite being so influential and talented, much of Robert Johnson's life is shrouded in myth and speculation. No one knows much solid fact about him, which makes him really difficult to research but a lot of fun <laughs> to, like, talk about. <laughs> some of the legends about his life, death, and performing are just, like, insane. Personally, I kind of first started hearing about Robert Johnson and some of the classes I took in college. I took, I think, like, three or four music mm-hmm. history classes, and he was inevitably brought up in all of them. And every time I just, like, loved his story and loved hearing about it. So I'm very excited that I got to research it more, and I get to tell you about it because it's great.
1: I'm excited. In
0: 1911, Robert Johnson was born in Hazlehurst, Mississippi, to a dirt-poor family. His mother, Julia, had 10 children with her, her first husband, Charles, who was a sharecropper, before she had Robert when she was 40. There's going to be a lot of names thrown around right now, so try and keep up. <laughs>
1: I'm going to get lost. I'm going to get so lost. So,
0: so far, we have Julia, who's his mom.
1: I got Julia because I'm thinking of the Colony House song.
0: Then we have Charles, who is Julia's husband.
1: I don't know what to m- I don't know what to it's connect. It's okay, just to remember
0: Julia and Charles, married couple.
1: Julia and Charles. And then
0: we have Robert, who the episode is about.
1: Robert. Before Ro- Robert w- Bobby.
0: <laughs> Before <laughs> Robert was born, Charles, the husband,
1: the dad. Yes, Dato. he had moved
0: to Memphis due to like issues with someone else in Hazelhurst. No one really says what those issues were, but
1: he just up and left yeah. his family because he yeah. was so pissed at some dude.
0: Yeah, or afraid of some dude that that's he pissed true. off. But regardless, he's in Memphis. So All Charles right, is so in he Memphis.
1: fled for his life to Memphis is the yes. story that we're going with. <laughs> Might as well just make this whatever we want if that's basically the story of this guy's life.
0: Sure. So at this time, I don't know if Charles and Julia are still married or not. But Julia had Robert with another guy named Noah Johnson. So not her husband.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, her husband was in Memphis.
0: That still doesn't... If they're still married, that doesn't give you an excuse to have an affair. But whatever. Doesn't matter. We're not a morality podcast. (laughs) So Okay, so now there's a third person. We have Julia, who's maybe married to Charles, who's in Memphis. And then we have Noah. Noah. Who is the new guy who is Robert's father.
1: Is that like a weird name for this time period? I don't
0: know. I don't know about this time period. Noah. Okay. Anyway, Noah, not much is really known about him because he kind of split soon after he got Julia pregnant. Douche. So like every indication is that Robert really didn't know his dad when he was growing up. I'm
1: going to be the morality podcast for a (laughs) second and just call out that douche. Yeah, that is
0: kind of douchey. But he was a, all we know about him was that he was a plantation worker named Noah Johnson. That's all the information we have. Cool. While Robert was growing up, three different men would serve as surrogate fathers to him. Robert and his mother would live and work on several different plantations in the Mississippi Delta region before Robert was sent to live with Charles in Memphis at the age of three or four. By that time, all of the other ten children that Julia had were already in Memphis with Charles. When he was living in Memphis, he learned the basics of the guitar from his brother. But, I mean, not much more than, like, how to hold it and how to press chords down.
1: This is a G chord.
0: <laughs> I don't even know if they went that technical with it. <laughs> At the age of eight or nine, Robert moved back to Mississippi with his mother's second husband, named Dusty Willis.
1: Dusty, that's the yes. name I can stand behind. Dusty
0: Willis. Yeah, he is the <laughs> new man in the picture. It was here in Mississippi that Robert first started to really learn and play music. He learned how to play the Jews' harp.
1: Do, are, <laughs> is, uh, huh? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know a whole lot about the Jews harp, but it's like a reed instrument that you kind of like put in your mouth and whistle through, sort of. It's like a harmonica, except you put it fully in your mouth. I don't know. It's weird.
1: Is it of Jewish descent?
0: I mean, either that or it was derogatorily attributed to them. Jewish
1: descent it is.
0: I don't, In this area, I'm leaning more towards it being an insult. <laughs> okay. Um. Whatever. He also learned how to play the harmonica at that time. But eventually, he would settle on the instrument that would make him famous. What do you think it is?
1: Twisty trumpet. The guitar. (laughs) Oh.
0: Not the cornet.
1: I mean, he'd already learned the guitar. and So I was just going for a new one. He settled on it. Okay, well.
0: Still a good guess. Robert was far more interested in playing music than working in the fields, which meant that... uh,
1: Yeah, as you would be. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But that meant that his stepfather didn't really like him all that much. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Because playing music wasn't going to pay the bills or get the work done. In 1929, at the age of 19, Robert married 16-year-old Virginia Travis in Penton, Mississippi. The next year, Virginia and their child would die in childbirth.
1: Oh.
0: It was apparently something that Robert never really recovered from. Poor buddy. In 1930, a blues singer named Sun House, who was considered one of the best Delta Blues musicians of the time, moved to Robbinsville, Mississippi, which was a city near where Robert was living at the time. What's his name? Sun House. Sun. Two separate words. S-O-N space. House.
1: Neither of those are names.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's Dr. House. That's a name. He's fake. (laughs) Sun House is probably not his real name. It might be. I don't know. Um, Sunhouse was a former preacher who, at, when he was a preacher, hated secular music. But at the age of 25, he turned to the blues.
1: <laughs> we're going to pause and we're going to sit on that there <laughs> for a second. He was a preacher before age 25. And yes. probably because he was trying to like fit in and be like, I'm Mr. Preacher holier than thou. All of you people are going to listen to me. I just turned 18. I know <laughs> stuff. Music is of the devil. Except for, wait, wait. We talked about this in one of the episodes. And like, yes. piano. Piano is, no, the, the organ, organ yep. is okay. <laughs> All music besides the organ that is was, of the devil. It was
0: W.C. Handy's dad.
1: <laughs> and then at 25, he's like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real tired of hating on people. Maybe yeah. I should stop being a bastard. Oh, God.
0: Or he just started really liking alcohol.
1: Oh, <laughs> good. <laughs> gosh there's so many
0: anyway he turned to the blues at age 25 and he incorporated the emotion of his preaching into his music
1: so he then got mad and <laughs> <laughs> overly excited about whatever yeah, basically. through his music
0: his blues was known to be highly emotional and used a lot of slide guitar which is also how robert's music would come to be described in later years fun here's sunhouse playing a song called death letter blues I got
1: it's about music It's about it is no, it's music, about music I Keep
0: in mind, is a very old sunhouse So this is a bit past it. his vocal prime.
1: It. You
0: know Anyway, that's Sun House. It was here that Robbinsville, in Robbinsville, Mississippi that Robert would hear professional blues played by a great musician for the first time and it would change his life.
1: Was well, it Sun House?
0: Yes, it's Sun House. Okay. Robert would become obsessed with watching Sun House perform. And Robert would try everything to play with Sunhouse and his partner, Willie Brown. Years later, Sunhouse said about Robert during this period that, quote, he blew a harmonica and he was pretty good with that, but he wanted to play guitar. Unfortunately, during this time, Robert sucked at guitar. (laughs) Robert would watch Sun and Willie play and then borrow their guitars while they took a break. But when he played, Sunhouse said, quote, such a racket you never heard. Get that guitar away from that boy, people would say. He's running people crazy with it. He's <laughs> so just terrible at the instrument he loves to play.
1: Poor dude.
0: <laughs> but Robert didn't give up. In 1931, he married a woman named Coletta Kraft, who I was like 15 that. years older than him and pretty rich. Nice. <laughs> he, they got married in Hazlehurst before he spent time traveling the Delta and working on his guitar playing. He would play juke joints, picnics, really anywhere that anyone would let him, which might not have been that many places considering he sucked at guitar. <laughs> In 1932, pretty much exactly a year after he last played for Sunhouse and Willie, Robert returned and played for them again. They were stunned. Sun said about this performance, he was so good. When he finished, all our mouths were standing open. In one year, Robert turned t- turned from horrible to one of the best guitarists of all time.
1: Was it a year or was it ten years?
0: It was one year. Did I say ten years?
1: I think you said ten.
0: No, I'm sorry, I meant exactly one year later in 1932.
1: Maybe I'm crazy, but that's <laughs> way more impressive. I was like, all right, so he like, tried for 10 years, and then he got good at something. That's about <laughs> how it goes.
0: No, I met one year.
1: All right. He put a lot of time into that.
0: Since this period of time is highly undocumented, and it's a period that Robert drastically implu- improved his playing beyond what people could understand, the most widespread Robert Johnson legend was born. Magic. Sort
1: of. What'd you say?
0: The most widespread Robert Johnson legend was born. It is said that Robert was passing through Rosedale, Mississippi after playing a show. He was walking down the highway with his guitar propped over his shoulder, looking for whiskey and women, as he often did. Dude. Robert was coming up to a crossroads on his way to a friend's house. When a man sitting on a log at the crossroads says, You're late, Robert Johnson. The man then stood up and was tall, barrel-chested, and black. And I mean, like, like pitch black, not like African American.
1: Barrel-chested is not good. That's a sign of, like, lung disease.
0: I think you're going to figure out that that's the least of this guy's problems. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay.
0: The man then talks to Robert and says, You want to throw that guitar over there in that ditch and go on back up to Robinsonville and play the harp with Willie Brown and Sunhouse, House because you're just another guitar player like all the rest? Or you want to play that guitar like nobody ever played it before? Make a sound nobody ever heard before? You want to be the king of the Delta Blues and have all the whiskey and women you want? To which Robert Johnson replied, that's a lot of whiskey and women, devil man.
1: He definitely wrote this as a promotion. <laughs> he
0: didn't write this. Someone else wrote this.
1: He told this story <laughs> we're as get, a promotion. We're
0: going to come up on how this story came about in a minute. So just wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, So yeah, the guy was basically just like, you want to just... Give up on guitar. I'm falling. Okay. I'm tracking. Because the language is a little weird. So no, sure. I'm
1: tracking. I'm, I'm just laughing. Like, that's why it's very. Yeah.
0: But then things get this a little. very dramatic. Things get a little bit weirder. Oh, goodness. Because at that point, there's a dog who's sitting in the ditch. And he's howling. And it's making this, like, wild haunting sound. Like, this crazy sound. And Robert Johnson says, that dog gone mad. The other man replies, that hound belonged to me. He ain't mad, he's got the blues. I got his soul in my hand. What? Then the dog's this sounds get so louder awesome. and more intense. It electrifies Robert and drowns out everything else and enraptures him and makes him feel things he's never felt before. The man says, The dog ain't for sale, Robert Johnson, but the sound can be yours. That's the sound of the Delta blues.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't <laughs> believe that this isn't just like some commercial like that's going to be played on the radio or something and i know that that's not a thing yet but that's 100% what this sounds like
0: (laughs) robert johnson replies i got to have that sound devil man the sound is mine where do i sign
1: you're not giving this nearly enough inflection i need you to read that again (laughs) this is dramatic af and you are going to perform take two i'm not a voice actor do it
0: (laughs) i got to have that sound devil man that sound is mine where do i sign (laughs)
1: That's what I'm talking about. Okay. (laughs) The
0: man replies, you ain't got a pencil, Robert Johnson. Your word is good enough. All you got to do is keep walking north, but you better be prepared. There are consequences. You know where you are, Robert Johnson. You're standing in the middle of the crossroads. At midnight, that full moon is right over your head. You take one more step, you'll be in Rosedale. You take this road to the east, you'll get back over to Highway 61 in Cleveland. Or you can turn around and go back down to Bayula. Or just go to the west and sit up on the levee and look at the river.
1: That is how directions work.
0: (laughs) Those are the four ways he can go. (laughs) But if you take one more step in the direction you're headed, you're going to be in Rosedale at midnight under this full October moon. And you're going to have the blues like never known to this world. What? My left hand will be forever wrapped around your soul. And your music will possess all who hear it. That's what's going to happen. That's what you better be prepared for. this Your soul will belong so creepy. to me. What the this is not just any crossroads. I put this X here for a reason, and I've been waiting on you. Robert Johnson looks the man in the eyes and says, Step back, devil man. I'm going to Rosedale. I am the blues. <laughs> 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 Why did that get you?
1: Because <laughs> I'm just picturing this in my head, and the more that you're talking as this like devil man, I'm like, wow, he like, actually is Like the devil, like what is happening right now, and then Roberts just like step back, like I, (laughs) like I am the blues, like he's just standing up to this psychopath. (laughs) Let's like I just can't with this. It's just so dramatic.
0: (laughs) The man steps aside and says, "Go on, Robert Johnson. You, the king of the Delta blues, go on home to Rosedale. And when you get on up in town." you get you a plate of hot tamales because you going to be needing something on your stomach where you're <laughs> headed.
1: <laughs> what? That I don't mean? I don't understand
0: that line either. That one got me a little bit. I was like, "What?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? Is that a threat? What is happening?
0: <laughs> so, that is the story according to a blues singer, Henry Goodman, who, according to another legend, received that story in a vision when he was in Rosedale.
1: Okay.
0: The more simplified legend that people circulated at the time, but particularly after his death, is that Robert Johnson sold his soul to the devil at a crossroads to be the greatest guitar player of all time.
1: I've heard that.
0: Yeah, I figured you'd heard some variation of that.
1: What the actual crap?
0: So yeah, that devil man was literally the devil in the story. Like he was supposed to be the devil.
1: This is 1000% a promotional thing.
0: I mean, Robert was, I think, dead by the time that vision came out.
1: I uh, th- I don't care. His music was still gonna make money. Yeah, this I is mean, one it was thousand percent of promotion.
0: It was. It's been debated on whether or not Robert Johnson ever actually even knew that the legend existed, or if he like, because like by all indication he never. Well, he never directly stated it was true. Some of the names of his songs he might have implied to it. it was, oh my gosh! But like he never like. I tried really hard to figure out when this legend started circulating, whether or not it was after he died or before. And I think it was a little bit before, but mostly it kind of like sprung up more after because people like heard his recording were like, this guy's too dang good. I've learned this in a year. But anyway, the simpler, the simplified version of the legend is that Robert Johnson sold his soul to the devil at a crossroads in exchange for his musical talent. Robert would die in eight years. Oh, that was the story. The Henry Goodman elaboration came later, but it bore the hallmarks of the legend that everyone knew. Robert Johnson met the devil at a crossroads in Mississippi where he made the bargain to be the best guitar player and the best delta blues player in exchange for his soul. At he's the time he's
1: the little mermaid of the <laughs> blues. Sure. That's th- that's the okay. story that you just told me.
0: At that time most people believed the story because <laughs> of, of how good did. he was. And it's also like the basis for a lot of things like there's a supernatural episode where they're dealing with the crossroads there's mm-hmm. the devil went down there's to Georgia.
1: There's a supernatural song or Show about yeah. everything. The
0: song "The Devil Went Down to Georgia" is like loosely based on this.
1: It was Massachusetts. What? I thought this happened in Massachusetts.
0: Mississippi. Mississippi. Drastically different. <laughs> you no, know no, it's not. <laughs> Massachusetts is northeast. This is south. <laughs>
1: Listen,
0: <laughs> those are drastically I'm not different good places. At
1: geography, and I'm not good at names. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, the more believable but way less fun story is that Robert got so good because he started to take lessons from a guy named Ike Zimmerman, who was a blues musician from Arkansas. Johnson lived with him for about like a year and played with him all the time.
1: So that that timeline correlates. Yeah. I'm just going to point that out there.
0: <laughs> the two would play together while sitting on tombstones in a cemetery, which may have played into the whole sold his soul to the devil thing.
1: They came up with this right <laughs> then, I promise you. And then he just sat on it. And then like really when he was about he to die, he's right? like, Hey, hey, kid! <laughs> you want to hear a story? And then just went on this like See, ghost like, story. I'm, I'm telling you, the
0: story is that Ike played in graveyards all the time because he lived in a small house and didn't want to wake his family up. And oh. he had to play when they were asleep because he worked during the day. So I think the legend just sprang up about Ike being like connected to the devil because he did that. And then
1: he sounds like a very wholesome. And man. then it just
0: kind of spread to Robert. But anyway, also. <laughs> Robert was financially supported during this time by his older wife, Corletta, and he was being exposed to a wide variety of different playing styles that suited him more because he was traveling around and listening to other people. So he wasn't just trying to like copy Sunhouse; he could like learn other styles that were more suited to how he wanted to play. Ike Zimmerman, though, also has his fair share of legend. So just saying that Robert this time period. So just saying that Robert learned from him isn't really enough to drive off the devil rumors. Since Ike had a habit of playing in graveyards, he was also thought to have sold a soul to the devil. Ike never recorded any music, but he was well known for playing and teaching in the region. In 1950, he gave up playing the blues and became a Pentecostal minister. <laughs> so he took the opposite track there of Sunhouse are
1: Day. Two different, there are two different professions here <laughs> <laughs> in this time period. You can choose one yes. minister or musician. <laughs>
0: According to Ike's family, at least three of Robert's songs were actually written by Ike, even though he isn't given the credit for them. Here is one of Robert's songs, called Ramblin' On My Mind, that might have been written by Ike Zimmerman.
1: That sounds like me. That's a very creepy drawing. Yes. Wow, I wonder why. I'm yeah, it's supposed to be Robert Johnson. He definitely looks like a man who sold his soul to the devil. I mean, at least in that picture.
0: This is fantastic.
1: I love it.
0: So that's apparently written by Ike Zimmerman, if his family is to be believed. But that was performed by Robert Johnson. After the legends about the pact with the devil were common knowledge, Zimmerman was interviewed and asked about it. His ambiguous answers were taken as confirmation that it was true. He Obviously, n- he never outright denied it, even after being straight up asked about it.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: I think that was after Robert Johnson's death, though, like way after, probably in the
1: I 50s. He died in eight years.
0: Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of Robert's songs don't really help his case. Some of the titles are Crossroads Blues. <laughs> Hellhound on my trail and me and the devil blues. Oh my God. Here are some of the lyrics of me and the devil blues.
1: I'm so excited. Please do it so dramatic.
0: Me and the devil. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Is that good? Is that dramatic? More. (laughs) Was walking side by side. I'm going to beat my woman until she's, until I get satisfied.
1: Okay. Love that.
0: Yep. Here's that song.
1: I don't want to hear that song. Well, it's about
0: him being possessed, so it's not how he would normally act. That's actually Robert Johnson. Still looks kind of creepy, right? I
1: just, I think that he's a woman beater now. way better at the than you. is, yes,
0: yeah. I never claimed to be better.
1: To you're go. a better man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Honestly, he might not have written the song. He might have just picked it up from someone else. Kind of his mo. Yeah. Like
1: the bad boy.
0: Robert continued to travel the Delta as well as venturing up north, and he eventually like played in places like Chicago, Detroit, St. Louis, and New York.
1: Massachusetts.
0: <laughs> Stories say that during each of his performances, Robert would choose one woman in the crowd and basically sing every single song to her Dear directly. Dear God. <laughs> yeah, which was dangerous to do when husbands were more than happy to fight over stuff like that oh at the time. God.
1: At the time?
0: I don't think anyone's going to like try and fight a musician now for doing that. I mean, maybe in I, I, the South.
1: <laughs> I think maybe they would. I don't know.
0: Robert primarily traveled and played with I a guy. I definitely
1: know one person that would <laughs>
0: Robert <laughs> primarily played, traveled and played with a guy named Johnny Shines, who's a blues guitarist from Memphis. They traveled together from, like, 1935 until 1937. Johnny said that despite traveling the dusty and underdeveloped Delta, Robert was always neat and tidy. Johnny also said that Robert would play whatever songs his audience wanted to hear, whatever would make him money, which included songs from people like Bing Crosby.
1: That's nice. Yeah,
0: he didn't just stick to the blue standards. He would sing and play basically whatever people
1: wanted. Cover songs.
0: Shines described Robert's peculiar behavior. Quote, Robert was a very friendly person, even though he was sulky at times, you know. And I hung around Robert for quite a while. One evening, he disappeared. He was kind of a peculiar fellow. Robert be standing up playing someplace, playing like nobody's business. At about that time, it was a hustle with him as well as a pleasure. And money be coming from all directions. But Robert just pick up and walk off and leave you standing there playing. And you wouldn't see Robert no more maybe in two or three weeks. So Robert and I, we began journeying off. I was just matter-of-fact tagging along. So in the middle of performance, you just get up and leave.
1: And this guy followed him?
0: <laughs> for a little bit. I mean, he's Robert Johnson.
1: Yeah, you don't want to follow him too close, so you're going to end up <laughs> with the devil.
0: Robert's second wife died sometime in his mid-twenties. We don't really know for sure.
1: Holy cow. These ladies just be dropping. Well, I
0: mean, she was 15 years older than him, but still, it's kind of young. That's
1: still 35, 40?
0: Probably 40-ish, yeah.
1: That's still real early. In 1935,
0: Robert went to Jackson, Mississippi to to meet with H.C. Spear. Say that again. H.C. Spear. Spear was a record store owner and essentially a scout for the biggest record companies of the day, like Paramount, Columbia, O.K., and Victor.
1: Paramount? Was yeah. And Columbia were both things at this point? Yeah. What year early is Early
0: record companies. Uh, 1935. Wow. Yeah. Spear would use a recorder he had in his store to make demo recordings to send to the labels. Word spread amongst the blues musicians that Spear could help you record if you passed the audition. Spear was pretty much the primary reason we know about most of the top Mississippi Delta singers. Thanks, Spear. Without him, many of those musicians and much of that music wouldn't have been recorded at all including Robert Johnson. He had a recorder in the area that this music was being created and played. He had connections to the record companies, so the top talent would show up at his door and ask to record. He was kind of like an antenna blasting the sound of the rural and scattered region out into the world, which is pretty cool. I'm glad we had him so that we know about a lot of this music. It's pretty important. By 1936, thanks to Spears' demos, Robert was in San Antonio to record for the first time. He recorded about 29 songs in three days, was paid roughly $100, and was back on a train to Mississippi before the end of the week. Wow. (laughs) Sales weren't the best, but they were good enough for Robert to be brought back to record more. So he recorded some additional songs in Dallas before touring Texas with Johnny Shines. They played the same type of shows they always played, parties, dances, juke joints, before heading back to Mississippi. Details about this period of his life are a little bit sketchy. We know that Robert lived in Memphis and Helena, Arkansas for a time. In Helena, he got to play with some of the biggest names in blues, like Howlin' Wolf and Elmore James. He also became romantically involved with a woman named Estelle Coleman and informally adopted her son, who would later go on to be a notable blues musician himself.
1: I guess that's nice. Yeah.
0: Again, we only have speculation and myth surrounding Robert Johnson's death. The the story goes that he was playing a juke joint near Greenwood, Mississippi when he drank poisoned whiskey. God. Apparently, he was having an affair with the wife of the store's owner, who then had him killed.
1: Oh my god. I 1000% believe that.
0: (laughs) Robert fell ill and had to be carried to nearby Greenwood, where he later died at the age of 27, making him a member of the infamous 27 Club. There are know. more
1: people who died at the age yeah, of 27. Yeah, you don't like know about the blues 27 blues. Club? No, I don't know about that.
0: It's a popular, well, I guess, infamous, is what I called it, which is appropriate, where like a lot of really, really, really talented musicians and artists die at the age of 27. Who
1: else is in it?
0: Jimi Hendrix, Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse. There's really? quite a lot. Yeah. You can Google it. Like here, let's pull up 27 let's pull it Club.
1: Up. I didn't realize that they were so young.
0: Yeah. Jim Morrison, which you might not know. Sounds familiar. He's the singer of the Doors. Brian Jones, who was the co-founder of the Rolling Stones. Janis Joplin. There's a lot of people in here, but I just don't think you know any of them.
1: Do the people out there know them? Fat Pat. (laughs) Oh.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's probably the only ones you know. But, yeah, there's a lot of them. According to another musician, Sonny Boy Williams, Robert was flirting with someone's wife at a dance he had been playing for a little bit. The woman gave him a bottle of poison whiskey. Sonny knocked it out of Robert's hand and said to never drink from a bottle that he didn't see opened. (laughs) To which Robert replied, don't ever knock a bottle out of my hand.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh.
0: Soon after, he was offered another poison bottle and accepted it.
1: What, they had two poison bottles Uh, of whiskey?
0: I don't think that story is accurate. I think that's just Sonny Boy Williams trying to like... I insert tried himself. to save. Yeah. He's just trying to, like,
1: Robert Johnson. Trying I'm to a s- hero and he didn't listen to me.
0: Yeah, he's trying to steal a little bit of Robert Johnson's clout. A musicologist later said that he tracked down the man who was supposed to have murdered Robert and Ooh. got a confession. What? But he wouldn't reveal the man's name. So that story might be just that completely bogus. BS. Yeah.
1: I found him, you guys. I found him. <laughs> you never believe it, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I promised I wouldn't. I'm trying (laughs) to keep him safe. He's a cool dude.
0: Recently, research has started to come out that it might not have been poison whiskey at all. It's found out that Robert might have had congenital syphilis. Oh. And a doctor believed he died of an aneurysm caused by syphilis and his love of moonshine. Okay. Another modern doctor, after looking at the few pictures that we have of Robert, said he might have had Marfan syndrome.
1: I don't know that one.
0: I think it's a heart condition, honestly.
1: A lot of random um, syndromes and um, and like the little genetic stuff, like they all often have uh, cardiac mm-hmm. things, like Down's, and then there are a lot of like lesser known. Yeah. What is it?
0: Here is the description from Marfan.org. Marfin syndrome is a genetic disorder disorder that affects the body's connective tissue. Connective tissue holds the body's cells, organs, and tissue together. It also plays an important role in helping the body grow and develop properly.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, that's just telling me about connective tissue. But yeah, it's something (laughs) that affects the connective tissue. Whatever. Uh, But he came to that inclusion after analyzing the pictures, and he said that Robert had elongated fingers and one one bad eye, which is apparently signs of Marfan syndrome.
1: I totally believe that. But there's like...
0: Three total pictures of this guy, so it's kind of hard to like have any conclusive medical diagnosis based on three random pictures. Well, I
1: mean, it's not conclusive, but like yeah. a lot of the syndromes do have like facial abnormalities that you can kind of start to pick up sure. on.
0: It's also possible he just had long fingers and a bad eye. That's true. There are three different headstones erected around Greenwood, each claiming to be the place that Robert is buried. <laughs> One of them was erected by ZZ Top.
1: What? Yeah,
0: or at least like paid for. Robert Johnson is called the king of the Delta Blues and has influenced pretty much every notable person to pick up a guitar since. Eric Clapton is one of his most vocal proponents. But he also has been praised by people like Keith Richards, and the members of ZZ Top, Led Zeppelin, John Mellencamp, the Allman Brothers, Bob Dylan, and many, many others. Eric Clapton, writing about the first time he heard Robert Johnson, said, quote, "'I realized that, on some level, I had found the master.'" Bob Dylan also wrote about the first time he heard Robert Johnson, quote, I listened to it repeatedly, cut after cut, one, one song after another, sitting, staring at the record player. Whenever I did, it felt like a ghost had come into the room, a fearsome apparition, masked the presence of more than 20 men. Johnson's words made my nerves quiver like a piano wires. They were, s- they were so elemental in meaning and feeling and gave you so much of the inside picture. There's no guarantee that any of his lines either happened or said or even imagined. I copied Johnson's words down on scraps of paper so I could more closely examine the lyrics and patterns and free associations that it used. The sparkling allegories, big truths wrapped in the hard shell of nonsensical abstraction. Themes that flew through the air with the greatest of ease. I didn't have any of these dreams or thoughts, but I was going to acquire them. I thought about Robert Johnson a lot, wondered who his audience could have been. It's hard to imagine sharecroppers and plantation field hands at hop joints relating songs like these. You have to wonder if Johnson was playing for an audience that only he could see, one off in the future.
1: He really loves yeah. Robert Johnson.
0: He apparently said, I didn't write this down, so I'm probably going to butcher it, but he said that like there are hundreds of lines in his songs that he owes directly to Robert Johnson. So Bob Dylan was a huge fan of Robert Johnson.
1: It's that devil music, like it enraptures the soul <laughs> of everyone who listens to it.
0: The Rolling Stones covered one of his songs, and John Lennon played off of Hell Hound on My Trail when he wrote a song called Your Blues in the 60s. White people from the decades after Johnson's death may have been the ones who solidified the legends surrounding him, because it was exotic and fun. <laughs> his music sparked a revival in Delta Blues and led to these people creating stories around the music that had nothing to do with the actual musicians themselves, but it's kind of just what they wanted to be true, so they just ran with the stories
1: the original fan fiction.
0: I guess, yeah. But I mean, this, the legends were also happening during his life, so they just kind of <laughs> like solidified it and made it more real. Johnson's guitar playing was advanced for his time. When most ble- blues musicians were playing rudimentary chords and progressions, Robert used his guitar to play rhythm, bass, and slide simultaneously really cool. while singing. He is also credited with inventing a thing called the boogie-woogie bass line, <laughs> which was like Used really heavily in rock and roll. I, like, I read a little bit description of it. It's just something like it induces a swagger or something. So like not. It's hard to define. It makes you buggy. <laughs> yes, basically. <laughs> those two recording sessions in 1936 and 1937 under horrible conditions with bad output were the only things he ever recorded. But even those poor quality recordings were enough for him to influence an entire generation of massively successful musicians. It's pretty cool. During his lifetime, he had little to no success. He, like, basically played the equivalent of dive bars for his whole career. If you ask blues fans five years after his death what they thought about him, their response would probably be, Robert who? In 1961, Delta Records released a collection of his recordings which introduced him to many new people. That's where his influence really took off. But primarily in, like, rock and roll circles, not in the blues circles. Just kind of amazing to think that this guy lived and worked in basically complete obscurity. But if he were to come back to life and put on a show, the list of people who would be in the audience would be mind boggling. Everyone from Mick Jagger to Paul McCartney to Keith Richards to Bob Dylan to Jack White, almost like everyone in rock, would show up. It's kind of crazy to think about that.
1: The boogie wogie bass line. I'm (laughs) going to leave you
0: with one last song called The Crossroads Blues, appropriately.
1: Uh, yeah. He creeps me out.
0: Apparently, some of his like guitar playing was so good that people started speculating, like in modern times, that the recording got sped up accidentally, because they were like, there's no way someone back then could play like that. But Why not? There's very little evidence that it got, spread up it got sped up, so that it's more stupid. likely that he was just that good at
1: playing guitar. I believe guitar. that he was that good. I Come do too. Come on, people. I want to believe it. What else are they supposed to do? <laughs> there was no Netflix. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, that was Robert Johnson. It's got a crazy story, but I like it a lot.
1: I'm glad. I'm glad you like it.
0: <laughs> Do you not like Robert Johnson?
1: I really am having a hard time getting past the whole, like, I was possessed by the devil and beating women. I don't love that that <laughs> aspect of, of that, you know?
0: All right. Well, that's Robert Johnson. Next week, we'll we're doing a bonus episode on someone that we forgot to talk about. We we'll didn't forget to talk about. I didn't think we needed to talk about, but now I realize we do need to talk about. So we're going to cover them a little bit.
1: Bonus episode, doo,
0: doo, and doo. then we'll get back into the actual story with jazz, where we will be for quite a while.
1: I love jazz.
0: Cool. Where we have probably about eight episodes in the Holy world of jazz. Holy cow! Because we have. Early jazz, then we have the jazz era, then we have two about particular artists, and then we have swing, and then oh we have- Oh, I love swing. Then we have crooners, so we're going to be there a long time. I am so excited. As well as a bonus episode before crooners that I'm really excited about. Because he's- We get to talk about a cool person. Well, not the greatest person, but an interesting person, and it's a cool story.
1: Literally right. none of these people are the greatest people. No one's the greatest person. That's the point. Everyone really has good and that. bad. I really like that. Um that boss lady of, of theater.
0: Yeah, Laura Keane.
1: Yeah, she was cool. Yeah. I like her. We stand Laura Keane. <laughs> all right.
0: Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye, friends. I don't have any correction corners. So that's all we got.
1: Wait, wait, wait. I had one.
0: Oh, you had a correction corner?
1: I did. How? I was over something stupid that I said. Oh, I remember. I okay. remember. Okay. This is literally, I was plugging things the last time, and I was talking about a new Matt Carney single, and mm-hmm. it's sadly i like woke up and the, it was the first thing i wanted to listen to like the next morning i pulled it up and i was like crap i forgot the artwork on this this single but it had already been out for a oh. few months <laughs> i was so like oh that i was so sad that i didn't have new music but anyway okay. that's my correction right, corner,
0: corner. <laughs> that's all we got join us next week
1: goodbye